0: dirt balls i want to remind everybody before we start the show drop an itunes review it's so easy because i will send you two koozies in the mail all you need to do is leave your instagram or twitter handle and joe you know what makes this even better the free koozies what is that miller light is now the official beer sponsor the
1: official sponsor you get two koozies Drop two Miller Lights in those koozies, and then pour them into six different glasses and drink that Miller Light responsibly. Miller Light, the the original light beer.
0: That's right, Joe Prano. So leave an iTunes review, and I'll send you koozies, and you can keep those Miller Lights fresh and cold. It's that easy. So easy. Too easy that I don't know why everybody doesn't do it. Hit that easy button, Andy. Just hit that easy button. <laughs> Leave your Instagram or Twitter handle. That way, I can reach you. Then I'll get your address. Boom, done. Okay, let's recap Super Bowl Fifty
2: Four. Welcome to Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast.
3: with Andy Prano. Welcome to Welcome to the Dirty
0: Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy. Super Bowl Monday. That's right, Joe. how you feeling?
1: I feel okay. feel I feel decent. Uh, rough night's sleep, but uh, otherwise a, a generally productive and enjoyable weekend. I uh, went to Dano's for for the Super Bowl last night. that was a that was an interesting event. He set, he set us up in his garage. Daniel Carter, who yeah. you know runs Ponchos down in Manhattan Beach, he, he, he lives with his girlfriend now in Manhattan Beach. They have a great spot. Uh, they they set up a Super Bowl party in their garage, okay, which was fun at, you know open air out to the street. A little chilly, a little breezy last night down by the beach. They're only a couple blocks off the beach, um, but all in all, a good. Uh, A good time One thing I've noticed About Super Bowl parties And this is sort of uh, You you guys didn't deal with this I'm sure Because it was Just the two of you Over here Yeah Everybody raises their level When you get too many people In a room The volume goes up And I just hate that It's like Yeah You can can have a conversation With just a person next to you Like everybody's always
0: screaming
1: Yeah So much yelling going on I feel like I'm just Turning into old man
0: Everybody be quiet Well that's what I wanted I actually really had An enjoyable Super Bowl experience It was just me And my buddy, your son, my son. I've also called my dog. I've I've called him a lot of things. I
1: feel like he's your stepson. I feel like you're you're like a youngish stepdad. You're banging his mom, you know, and like, but you guys are like a a lot closer in age, and uh, you know, you guys you guys have this special like. It's like it's it's somewhere between father and son, and like older brother, younger brother situation.
0: How would you describe our relationship, Nick?
3: The other day, I, I. I said, you know, I never grew up with an older brother, and I referred to you as my brother, and then we come back here, and then you kick me off your bed and call me your dog, and I just feel disrespected. (laughs) I'm sorry. Well, well,
0: well, at this point, Joe has recommended that we have a 24-hour camera, multiple cameras.
1: Well, you know, you guys are trying... I know there's a lot of, like, content creation going on. This is a content farm over here, and it's a lot of, like... It's a lot of like, well, what if like going to Costco is a thing? What if like barbecuing is a thing? And I, every time I talk to either one of you guys, the stories of just the day to day of you guys hanging out in this apartment together, way more interesting than fucking shopping at Costco. I'm like, I need a couple of GoPros in the corner of this room. This is the true big brother because you're basically his big brother. Yeah. I just need 24 seven. And then, you know, at the end of every day, when when you go to bed at you know, 11 p.m. from 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. when he goes to bed, he can cut it all into the daily the daily Big Brother show. You know, the two of you guys you know, working out your masturbation schedules and, you know, who's sleeping where and the dietary issues. I mean,
0: So this is like Truman Show.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: We have caught each other. Have we both caught each other naked now.
3: Yes. Um, I walked into the bathroom when you were pooping at two o'clock in the morning. On a Friday night, was it? I don't know. It was. It was, a, it was a middle of the night. I had to get up and you know take a dump.
1: See, you know, I know you've talked a lot about like you're not sure how long you're going to Savage Town. Like, there's been a lot of talk of you moving, you know, to the marina, wherever. And you know, Nick, sort of, if you're on a temporary basis, sleeping in my place, sleeping on your couch. I think this move, whatever, whatever your next move is, it, you have to be planning for Nick to live with you. Oh. Like, 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 I almost think like a one one plus bedroom like one of those one bedrooms with an office and put him in like the dog room you know like i need this i need this relationship to continue
3: well you've been hinting at these these lofts a little bit you know because for the extra headspace and room right yeah are you hearing that is that is that just me hearing what close that window the
0: wind it's picking up all the wind this is wild
3: Windy day out here in Venice, California. It's it's, it's picking it all up.
1: It's blowing directly into the thing. You can leave it
0: partially open if you need.
3: We'll edit this out of the podcast. Thanks, (laughs) Nick. I I
0: like it. I'm I'm, I'm not against it. If you guys haven't seen, we're doing a weekly Andy Goes to Costco. And Nick is great at editing it. And the first video was me Super Bowl shopping. And uh, what's going to happen this week? Who knows?
1: How how did your Super Bowl shopping like? How did that play out? Like when you got back here for Super Bowl, you guys had Super Bowl yesterday. What did you eat? What did you drink? What was uh, what was? I mean, I know what you drank. I'm assuming the official sponsor of the Dirty Sports
4: Podcast.
0: Yeah, Miller Lite, of course, and we had some DiGiorno pizza. Nice, really simple. Uh, smoked a joint. Shout out to Matthew Villa Villa. Jeez. Villa Lobos. Villa Lobos. Villa Lobos. Derpau. House of the Wolf. Derp. So, so Derpau. Matthew, House of the Wolf. So Durpo, uh Matthew, Villa. say it again. Villa Lobos. Villa Lobos. He dropped us off an 18-pack of Miller Lite and uh, a couple of Venice Kush joints.
1: Yeah. some a, a medical... You know, some medical uh, cannabis for all of your medical needs?
0: So, I like, I told Nick I didn't want to deal with anybody. People were trying to come over. I'll be honest. I kind of basically Who said, was
1: trying to come over that you shot down?
0: Well, and just people were like, what are you doing? And I told, like, the mayor, like, dude, I don't want to deal with anybody. It, it's it's funny when people don't understand when I don't want to deal with people. I, I, I I'm going to start just being honest with people. I kind of was yesterday. Like, I don't want anybody coming over here. I don't want to go to someone's place. Yeah. And uh, I really enjoyed watching the game. I enjoyed watching the commercials, watching the halftime show. I mean, it was just a quiet night or quiet day.
3: Yeah. It was it was different than your typical go to a party. You know, it, it, and that's kind of something to adjust to. But it was nice. This is my first time watching the Super Bowl on cable in four years now without a delay or anything. So you're just up to date on Twitter.
1: You, you usually watch what? Streaming? Some sort well, of... I haven't
3: had cable. I've been in college for the past four right. years. So yeah, you you just stream off of like Reddit or something like that. When you're, hope you don't college, get virus. when you're in college,
1: don't they just have like, just have, like basic, like plug into the wall in your dorm room?
3: Basic? No. Really? No. Wow. Not anymore. Times have changed. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so so we just we took it easy here and I enjoyed it because I got to watch It's kind of like you were saying about the party. I didn't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. I wanted to watch the games, especially so we could talk about it here. I wanted to watch the commercials so I could actually have input. I'm
1: uh, I'm one of those guys when I when I'm even at a Super Bowl party, I think I have a look and a feel about me where or or just especially if I'm at a Super Bowl party. With friends who know me they know I'm very into sports they know I'm very into the game so I I didn't find myself in a lot of conversations I didn't want to be in but at the same time I'm I'm the same way like I would prefer to watch the game at home by myself or like with you know a couple people my my best Super Bowl memories are ones where I was watching you know at my apartment in Brooklyn back at the old 131 have a couple a handful of people come over you know, that way you can, you can do food. You don't have to worry about, you know, you do chicken wings or whatever, but you don't have to worry about feeding 25 people with him. Yeah. You know, it's easy to feed six people with pizza and wings. Also, I got to, I got to, I got to come back at a Millie. A Millie came at me, uh, cause last episode I said, uh, you know, uh, the the Bowl is a day for American Fair. And I said, uh, you're not eating pasta. You're eating pizza. He tried to call me out that pizza is like. Pizza's just as Italian as pasta. It's like, come on, guy. Like, that's like saying hamburgers are German food. Like, I, I guarantee you we eat fifty times the amount of pizza here in America that they do in Italy. Like, there's a difference. We're not talking I'm not talking about eating a fucking margarita pizza here. I'm talking about eating fucking Papa John.
0: Yeah, it's something that's been Americanized. Yeah. For sure. No, but but I enjoyed the game. I thought it was a great game. I enjoyed the whole day to be honest. Commercials, meh. Well,
1: here's- I, feel, I feel like the commercial uh, – I feel like the, com- the the blueprint for commercials these days is like – I, f- I feel like we're just like rehashing the same thing as now. It's like have an idea. Put a big movie star or celebrity in that thing. It's like what happened in the good old days where you just had like a great commercial idea that then went like – I mean, forget viral. I mean, remember pre-viral? Like, dude, they, they were making T-shirts that said, like, Bud, Wise, Err. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or they had T-shirts that said, you know, great taste, less filling. Yeah. They, you know, you, you all think about all those commercials over the years that y- you didn't have to have fucking a celebrity, you know,
0: an A-lister being like, oh, my God. Is the Rock eating Papa John's? Well, it, to me, it's not even about that. And I'm—I don't know if you saw my tweet. It's—it's it's at this point, companies are trying to outwoke each other. Yeah. And i, I think they all miss the mark. I think a lot of these brands need to be more entire. Like this whole thing. I thought the
1: Google commercial was really good. The, you know, the one of reminding him that you know it was kind of sad. I actually thought one of the best commercials was. Uh, the one where people were tackling the the mascot for, to to relieve their student loan debt, and somebody was you know somebody at the party was saying like man they got five people in here and they're giving five people twenty five thousand dollars of like student loan. I'm like yeah so they spent two hundred grand on this commercial it was the Honda yeah I'm like they spent two hundred grand for giving people away instead of
0: giving Brian Cranston five million to hold a fucking can of Mountain Dew that was a funny commercial though. The I, the Cranston commercial, I thought was funny. But again, this idea of them trying to just be so woke and we're so inclusive and we're reclu- we're including every race and every background and every gender and every sexuality, guys, we are more accepting than ever. That's that's a like I we are. It just if you go outside, people are more. This idea of them trying to just shove it down everyone's throat. We, for the most part, I would say just look at each other as humans. This- but, the,
1: you know, the, the thing is these days is, again, when you look back at all the commercials I said in the past that sort of took off on their own, where it was just like a great commercial and people were talking about it at the water cooler after the Super Bowl. These days, companies aren't thinking about that because everything's about the Internet. So when you have they're, – they're all trying to go with the woke thing – so that, but that's you, not the, the that's so not that, America. That's, but but my point is, so that the Twitter crowd all jumps in, and and honestly, I think for a lot of brands, they don't give a shit if it's positive or negative. They just want people tweeting about it, one way or the other. They want people tweeting about it. They want yeah. they want they want to start some social media discussion. When honestly, the again, I think they need to step back and have a macro view of. The Super Bowl is watched by everybody. Kids, adults, like every race, e- millions of countries, the whole thing. Every political sphere. Every political sphere. You should try to just be targeted. Like if you're going to do a Super Bowl ad. Target everyone. Don't worry about social media. Be funny. Again, worry about, like g- think about the water cooler. Think about like the con- this conversation. I can't think of one Super Bowl commercial yesterday that's worth discussing right now. I'm sure we're forgetting some. What was you know? What was the standout commercial? Again, that Google app was pretty good. You know, I thought that Google app was like you know that Google. It seems like every year is now like pulling at your heartstrings.
0: I mean, the best thing was the promo to start the game for the NFL 100. With the kid 100. running in, yeah, with the kid running in, that that was the best one in my opinion. Yeah, but you're right. They they do miss the mark, and all these people they need. Common sense people to to call the shots at times, because it is everybody, and to me that's where humor comes in. If you make a well written funny commercial, that exceeds all this, I'm gonna be woke shit. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it was all right. We should get to the game though. The game, I th- it was such an odd game. I thought I really thought. because I the Niners basically dominated the whole game. Until the last seven minutes.
1: Well, I think the Niners dominated the middle of the game. And they dominated it pretty thoroughly. I mean, if you look at the end... I believe at the end of the first quarter was 10-3 Chiefs. Yeah. Correct? So, the beginning of the game, as many Super Bowls have in, in history, starts out a little slow. Chiefs go three now. You you, you, you know, you're going to get a sluggish start. And, and this is sort of historic. Even the best offenses um, in, in football history. Like in the, i i don't know the statistics but just in my lifetime in washington these games start slow yeah um, not a ton of scoring i think i think it wasn't until the patriots last super bowl or two super bowls ago that they hadn't scored a touchdown in the first quarter like in all of their super bowl appearances um, so you get these sluggish starts but the chiefs go three and out uh, the niners have a you know a a couple of decent drives but only come away with three points, and then you get the you know you get the Mahomes run toward the end of the first quarter, uh, that puts them up ten three, and it really seemed like that was going to be the type of game that it was going to be that it's going to be relatively low scoring, a little bit of back and forth like in that moment. I was like, huh, this could be. This is going to be an interesting game. And I, honestly, I think it played out, if you look at how the first quarter went, it sort of played out like that besides the fact that the Chiefs did not put a point on the board for the second and third quarters. So after that, I, I 100% agree with you, the Niners dominated the middle of the game. 17 points, 17 unanswered um, in the middle of the game. Second and third quarters were the Niners.
0: Mahomes has two interceptions, and those were on him. Those are just bad throws. Yeah. Two fumbles. Yeah. To me, the difference in this game boils down to those fumbles. Yeah. Like if the Chiefs don't recover those, I mean, there's a lot of th- there's a lot, but but those two plays.
1: But there's a lot of little moments in this game that you can look back on. Um, obviously, and, and, Jimmy
0: Garoppolo overthrowing Jimmy
1: Garoppolo overthrowing the the the, the Emmanuel the, Sanders the offensive PI call on Kittle, which uh, suddenly for the first time this whole season the baby shove uh is is going to be an offensive pass interference.
0: It was offensive pass interference.
1: 100%, I don't know if you saw my tweet. It's a 100% pass interference. No doubt about it. It's also it, it's also a fraction of what Kyle Rudolph did to seal the Saints game. Same thing. Big tight end in coverage, you know, a decent coverage, getting a little separation. Kyle Rudolph stiff-armed a guy away from him on a fade ball to ice the playoff game. Like the idea again, NFL officiating, yeah. Be consistent. Sure. If you're going to let one team advance on a on a offensive rebound shove a guy while the ball's in the air and then a, you know, a half a version of that, two guys running down the field, a little not even fully extended arm separation. Uh, again, I 100% agree with you. I'm a guy who has said it's really difficult to cover these days really difficult you should not especially when you're guarding a guy like George Kittle have to deal with him getting his separation with uh, an extended arm but NFL officiating you got to get it together like the idea that that was called not reviewed I mean it was I think it was late in the half so it wouldn't you know it would have had to have been reviewed by the booth but like called and then they just go on and they don't even review that Kyle Rudolph play get get your shit together
0: Overall, I will say I thought it was pretty well officiated. Yeah, for the most part, they let him play. Let him play a lot
1: of. Uh, there wasn't many penalties. A lot of hits on the quarterback. A lot of uh, you know you got that Garoppolo shove out of bounds. A lot of hands to the face that we saw in replays. They let him play, which I'm fine with. Yeah, especially me too. in the Super Bowl.
0: Me too. I-, I like how they let him play. But yeah, I just I-, I was. I mean, it's crazy. If you go back, the Niners are still up twenty to ten. There's 7 3 to play. It's 3rd and 15 after they just successfully challenged the catch by Tyreek Hill. So it's 3rd and 15, and then they go deep. I'm saying it's crazy to think still at that point, I'm watching that game and I'm saying the Niners are controlling this. It's 3rd and 15. It's an uphill battle for the Chiefs. And uh, they just got hot. Well,
1: I'll say I'll, I'll say a couple things. One, first of all, I refuse to talk about this game as if it was a you know, 31-20 football game. This, is a, this, this was a 24-20 football game. That last touchdown is not a factor to me. Why? In, in any, because it was over. At that point, it was over. Once they got the ball back. I disagree. Because
0: if they hold them to a field goal...
1: But there was no holding them to a field goal. They were going to run out the clock regardless.
0: No, because they still had their timeouts.
1: Yeah, but... It, like, they, they,
0: had all, they had all three timeouts.
1: But once they get the first down... I mean, he gets that big rush, they get the first down, like, they're moving the ball, they're getting into territory, yeah, you could you could hold them to a field goal, there's not going to be a ton of time left but, in but the
0: game. But that's a, th- that, I believe, that was like a 37, 38-yard run by yeah. Dam- Damian Williams. Yeah,
1: exactly, it was a 38-yard run. Yeah.
0: So, I don't know.
1: To me, I think you're, you're early, 38 yards, you're already in, you know, you're already inside their territory, you're you know that with that run you get a first down like again he goes if he gets tackled and he's in like it's going to be a tough it's going to be a tough go for the niners cuz they're going to have to use their timeouts to stop them yeah. so you're getting the ball back with not a ton of time left and no timeouts you have to use the timeouts to stop the clock so to me again it's not even a matter of the fact that whether or not they would have had a chance it's just 31-20 doesn't tell the story of this game it was a one-score game it was, it was absolutely, and we've seen this so many times in the Super Bowl, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo got the ball down four. Like, that's, that's the story of the game. The, the, the fact that it's an 11-point game when all said and done, it's kind of neither here nor there. They got the ball with a chance to drive down and win the game. But let me say this about, because you said, you know, then they got hot. First of all, congratulations to Andy Reid. Great coach. Uh, long time coming. You know, finally has a quarterback. Who's not Alex Smith or Donovan McNabb, like you know, and and has made two championship game appearances in two years with the homes? Gets to a Super Bowl the second year, wins a Super Bowl the second year. Still a bit suspect, if you ask me. They didn't throw the ball deep the entire game. You and and people are going well. He didn't he didn't have time to throw deep, which I just flat out do not agree with. You can move the pocket. But you've got you've got a. Track team as your wide receivers. We're not talking about, you know, not being able to get guys downfield. Tyreek Hill can get downfield in three seconds. I mean, like, how, how, like, it, realistically, in three seconds, this guy can run
0: 40 yards. Yeah, right? but, yeah. But they showed a stat, man. I actually agree. He didn't have time. They showed a stat at one point. I even pointed out while we were watching the game. And this was like end of third quarter. At that point, he'd have been sacked pressured or hurried on—it was about one out of every two and a half passes. Yeah. They were getting to him. They absolutely were. How, but- how many times How many times did Nick Bosa have Mahomes in the clutch, like in his clutch, but he didn't bring him down because Mahomes is so elusive? You know what I'm saying? Like, they were but, putting but pressure. But
1: here's all I'm going to say. I, is I, I'm is, not
0: going to be critical of Andy Reid. Here, here's all be I'm
1: going to say. They, in the fourth quarter, attempted to go downfield— the, the, truly, the first attempts. Everything was, you know, the Niners were keeping everything in front of them. They finally start just trying to do it, and it works. They get Tyreek Hill open a long one, and 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 honestly, the game, the games. That's when the game started to roll. Like I understand that he was pressured, but you have to find a way to move the pocket. You have to find the way to do what you do, and they did in the fourth quarter. But honestly, I just thought. Why are they not trying to do this? Why are they not t- trying to do it? Why are they not putting Tyreek Hill, you know, why are they not putting three guys over on one side, Tyreek Hill over on the other, and just fucking throwing the ball in the air? I mean, Hill still finished
0: with over 100 yards. Yeah, because he had a couple big ones late. I don't know. I, I'm not, personally, I'm not going to be as critical. Uh, at the end of the day, they won, and they went against a, a great defense. I think. Richard Sherman's had a great year, but he was exposed, plain and simple. Anytime he was one on one, and obviously that big deep pass to Sammy Watkins. And uh, I, I, have you been following the Darrell Revis, yeah. Richard Sherman, and sure. of course Revis instantly tweeted. I think that was the soft spot. Well, you look the
1: Richard Sherman is no doubt a great player. Yeah, but for it, sure. but it's the same. You know, it's the same thing as Josh Norman back in the day. A lot of talk, and Darrell Revis is. You, you know, you can. You can say whatever you want about the late part of Darrell Revis's career, but you are not a true lockdown corner if you're staying on one side of the field and playing zone for the majority of your career. Yeah. Take your if you if you're Dion, if you're Revis, if you're Champ Bailey, you are. Finding the best receiver on the other team, and, staying and you're with him. following him around for his life.
0: Yeah, it's a lockdown corner. Yeah, exactly.
1: And and Richard Sherman wasn't that yesterday. Also, Richard Sherman has never been that great player. But you're right, not a lockdown corner. He's a scheme player, and honestly, he's been in two different schemes where his skill set works. Good for him. You can only do what you're asked to do. Yeah, but don't act like. Like, let's not pretend that if Pete Carroll or uh you know Shanahan didn't have Deion Sanders that they or if they had Deion Sanders that he'd be sitting in his own all day. Like he straight up wouldn't be. They'd be like, all right, we're gonna play his own. Also, Deion's gonna follow around their best player.
0: Did we learn anything about Jimmy Garoppolo? Because at this point, there's been so much discussion. Can he lead his team to a win? Can he drive down the field? Like you said, they got to the 49 of Kansas City, first and 10. He's got that ball to Emmanuel Sanders that he just overthrows him. And I thought I thought Troy Aikman made a great point, saying even if he underthrows him, mm-hmm. it gives the receiver a chance to come back to the ball for a pass interference, which I thought was a very great point that he made in the broadcast. So, look by the way, I don't want to be overly critical of, of Garoppolo, but did we learn I, anything we didn't?
1: I I will be overcritical of Garoppolo. I'll be overcritical of Shanahan. Okay, go ahead. Uh, because together, and again, this is what I said about Matt Ryan and Shanahan together in the in the Falcon Super Bowl. Um, is I, I put it more on Shanahan than I do on Garoppolo. But again, Garoppolo, you know, everybody loves to do the game manager the carried by your defense, the all these things for for guys who are not quote unquote elite quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. But look at Mahomes stat line in this game versus Garoppolo's for a lot of the game. They weren't no one was really outplaying one another. The bottom line is when push comes to shove, Mahomes with two interceptions and two fumbles and the game, you know, like you said, looking human for the first time. No, if you're the if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, I don't give a fuck if he looks like a, a less than human. When the game is on the line, he made some fucking plays. Sure, and and that's the difference between you know winning a Super Bowl and not winning a Super Bowl is Jimmy Garoppolo had him wide open. Yeah, and. Missed him, yeah. And like you said, Troy Aikman. A lot of people go. A lot of people like to look at other quarterbacks in Super Bowl history and say, like that even that wasn't even a good throw. You know what I mean? Uh, and and you look at it, it's like you ha- first things first, put it somewhere where he can make a play. Sure, come back, pass interference, jump ball, whatever. Like trust your receivers to make a play, regardless of who they are. You know, like, I, you know, I, I I know everybody fucking wants to skewer me for always being an Eli Manixler. But, like, he threw a jump ball to David Tyree in, against Rodney Harrison. That was the ball. Rodney Harrison, fucking 10-time Pro Bowl or whatever the fuck he is. And David... You have to trust your teammates to make a play. He missed him by six yards, eight yards. Then he takes the sack on fourth down. It Garoppolo... The whole year, I said it. Is he going to be like this? Is the this is the situation that everybody brought up? Down four in a Super Bowl with a minute and change left. Can he drive him down to make? Can he drive him down to win the game? He did it in that minute and change, dude. He had a good. No, I'm saying, but oh. that that that's the situation. Yeah, that's the situation that you dial up, right? When you have. You know, you're basically under the two-minute drill. You're, you're in a two-minute drill situation. You have the ball. You need a touchdown. Can the guy do it? That's what you, that's what you have to look at your quarterback and say, that's the difference. That's like kind of step one of can a guy win a Super Bowl? If he's in that situation, can he make that? Like you said, he had more time than that. And he did it in that Saints game during the regular season, and he had these drives during the regular season but he had this game. He, they had the opportunity, and he didn't get it done. But you've also got to put it on Shanahan, man. They like. Do you know the stat? I'm sure you've seen it. In terms of out being outscored in Super Bowl fourth quarters and overtimes, that whole thing.
0: Since the Patriots Super Bowl, his teams have been outscored in the second half. Forty-two to nothing. Hmm. So, 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 so he hasn't. What? What is it? I'm sorry, fifty two.
1: Yeah, and I think it's forty six nothing in fourth quarters and overtime.
0: So he hasn't scored a point. Obviously you can't put that all on him because most of that's the defense. But he hasn't scored a point offensively. But
1: again, you can put it on him. And you and and I think it's I think it's like unfair to criticize the defense in this situation and and in the other. In the, other this, the 49ers defense played fucking great. The 49ers defense kept the Kansas City Chiefs in check. You're going into the fourth quarter, 2010. Look at time of possession in the fourth quarter. The Chiefs had the ball for almost 12 minutes, and the Niners had the ball for three. How long can you expect your defensive line in the Super Bowl to consistently get after an elusive quarterback with uh, going against a high-powered offense that has had a great scheme for multiple years. How long can you expect your defense to do it? Also, the thing about Shanahan is just like, why does he seem to out-coach himself? The, his, the early part of the game and the middle part of the game, his offense looks totally different. I said when we did our Super Bowl preview show that I loved – Debo Samuel, as a potential Super Bowl MVP candidate... He's playing great. Open the game. There was a point late in the third quarter where he's within three yards of leading their team in rushing and leading their team in receiving. They're running these screens to him. They're running these reverses to him. They're finding... Debo Samuel was nowhere to be found late in the game. They're running at the edge. That's the way they're attacking, the same way they attacked the... Uh, the Packers, they're running at the edge, and then they abandon it, and you're going with this strategy, we're going to run the ball you know, 60 times or whatever it is against the Packers, and Jimmy Garoppolo is going to throw the ball seven times, and then in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, you turn it over to Jimmy Garoppolo is going to throw the ball 11 times in the fourth quarter, and you're going to run it four or whatever it is. It just seems like you're out coaching yourself. Why didn't they just keep doing what was working? Where was the Debo Samuel reverse? Where was the jet sweep? Where was the running at the edge? Where was the screen passes? All of a sudden, we're going Jimmy Garoppolo play action for the win?
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I I even said that. I I said they're passing too much. Stick to the run. Stick to what got you here. Stick to the run simply because, again,
1: if you – if. What's controlling this game is the fact that Patrick Mahomes can't get comfortable in the pocket. Stick to the run to give your defensive line some fucking time on the sideline to get some air, get some water, get back in there, and get yeah. after it. It it like it's just fucking. It's just you know athleticism and athletics in general. You can't just ask a guy to go go a hundred percent
0: on every snap for an entire quarter of football. It's going to catch up with you. What I liked about this game was that throughout the game, I kept saying, who's the MVP? And I like that because Mahomes has obviously two interceptions, two fumbles. Yep. He gets them back. Garoppolo at one point is like, hey, when they're up 20 to 10, Yeah, he had a very high completion percentage, one touchdown, one bad pick. You're thinking maybe he can get it. And then you're also looking at Bosa's stats saying, hey, Debo's, you know, Debo as well. And it was really interesting. Obviously, at the end, Mahomes won and I texted you, is there any debate? Mahomes with three total touchdowns. I-, I said, is Damian Williams in the mix? You know, maybe. I thought about it a little more and thought, you know, Mahomes deserved the MVP.
1: I, I mean, I, I know when you look at the stat line, Damian Williams with 100. 100- and six yards rushing, a rushing touchdown, and a receiving touchdown. It's hard to not. They get 134 total yards. Yeah. It's hard to not make the case. But, again, you look at, if you look at this game as a 24-20 game, which, honestly, again, I do, you take away that late touchdown by Damian Williams, which was a 38-yard run. Up to that point, he's got 66-yard rushing and no touchdowns. He does have the receiving touchdown, which is great. But again, that's, that's a 40 yards of his 130-whatever. And, and to me also, yes, Mahomes had two picks, but unlike Garoppolo, and here's the thing. As much as I liked the Bosa uh, MVP if the Niners hold on to win, as much as I love the Debo Samuels MVP if they fucking use him in the fourth quarter and he gets a couple more touches, um, if Garoppolo drops that pass in there, if Garoppolo leads them down then he gets and it. goes up 27-24 if he does what again quarterback many quarterbacks who have gotten the Super Bowl MVP with less than amazing stats you get the ball late you drive your team down for the win that's like that is why you are the highest paid player on any team being the quarterback that is why the quarterback is the most important position the ball's in your hands go get us a win he didn't he looked suspect, not doing it, and yeah, I think to to me, he drops that pass in there. He's a Super Bowl MVP. They win twenty seven twenty four.
0: Maybe I mean at that point, the Chiefs still would have had more than a minute. Sure,
1: no, and- no, no I, again, yeah, no doubt about it. like Jimmy Garoppolo is not winning the MVP if they don't win the game. Yeah, but to me, Mahomes came back. Mahomes has the rushing touchdown early, multiple rushes, you know, to to keep drives alive. Well. well- they're running these options they're running these
0: and something I want to remind everybody I think we we get too short-sighted on Super Bowls and making the Super Bowl how difficult it is and I, and I didn't even look it up because I figured we could just talk about it you know and I'm reading a lot well the 49ers are fine they're they're very and they are a very young team and they yeah. are a very talented team and they're built for the future we said the same thing about the Rams last year the Rams didn't make the playoffs this year yeah my point is this and it, it doesn't just hold up for the 49ers. It also holds up for the Chiefs. Obviously, the Chiefs, pretty fun team. Back-to-back, conference championships, one Super Bowl. But we've seen it, Joe, and I want to remind everybody. To make back-to-back Super Bowls, even in the last 20 years, who's made just back-to-back Super Bowl appearances? The Seahawks and the Patriots? Who else?
4: Yeah, I, 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 I
1: have no idea, but I don't think off the top of my head, I have no like did the
0: Broncos?
1: No. No. I have no idea. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. don't I think just, No, it is it's extreme like it, absolutely it, getting to the Super Bowl
0: is so difficult. So hard. And I want to remind everybody, and that's what's so great for Patrick Mahomes. Whatever happens with his career, he's gonna be amazing or at least he should be the best quarterback in the league for years to come. But you never know with injury, and, and, and that's my and point. And again, the contract. Exactly. And the contract. And that's my point with just getting and winning a Super Bowl. We, we, I always want to bring it back to that. We look at these quarterbacks. We look at Drew Brees. We look at Aaron Rodgers. You know, they got one Super Bowl. We look at Dan Marino, who made the Super Bowl his second year. Never even sniffed a Super Bowl again. Don't forget that. So everybody was like, well, the 49ers are built, or even the Chiefs are built. It's so damn hard. Basically, in the last 20-plus years, unless you're the New England Patriots, nothing is guaranteed. Uh, absolutely.
1: And that and I said that when we were talking about Garoppolo and Brady uh, a couple weeks ago. I think maybe it was with Tug when you were out of town. But, uh, you know, you look at it, it's so difficult. Like, the idea of getting back next year, forget it. Like, Like you said, statistically, it doesn't happen. But just again, like you said, with Breeze, Look at how – look at over the course of Drew Brees' career, how great Drew Brees has been, how many great Saints teams have. He's got a Super Bowl appearance. One. A Super Bowl appearance.
0: For how great Drew
1: Brees now, has been. Now, Mahomes, you know, obviously it, it's it's tough to think if Andy Reid sticks around and, uh, you know, they, they have a lot of talent that's in place that the Chiefs aren't primed to be in a few Super Bowls in the next, you know, half a dozen years. But again, the contract situation is very important. And we all know Patrick Mahomes is going to get a ton of money. As I said a a couple weeks ago, Patrick Mahomes is the only person in the league at this point that is actually deserving of the money that a lot of these quarterbacks are getting. I think he becomes the highest paid quarterback. But here's what I would do if I was the Chiefs. I'd make him the highest paid quarterback, but I'd make him the highest paid quarterback for a long – not the highest paid quarterback for a long time, but I'd make him the highest paid quarterback, and I'd make his contract a long time. Get your get your $400 million 10-year deal going because here's the thing. Three years from now, four years from now, $40 million will be a deal for quarterbacks. The numbers just keep going up. I would lock Patrick Mahomes in for as long as possible at just a little bit more expensive than whatever they're paying Jared Goff. Well, or whoever. You know what I'm saying? This next season, 2020
0: season is the last I'm just looked it up. That's the last year of his rookie deal.
1: Right. He will be signed before that. They will uh, extend him before that.
0: I would assume they would sign him before yeah. that if they're smart.
1: In a way, you know, I think that the Chiefs like I said, primed to be in Super Bowls or be a Super Bowl contender for a long time. It's almost like, like you know, you you got to be happy that you won a Super Bowl. You haven't been to the Super Bowl in 50 years. You haven't won a Super Bowl how long, however long? Is that, that's their first Super Bowl, correct? They lost the other Super Bowl. Or did they win? I don't know.
0: I think they won one. Okay. Uh,
1: the you almost are like, it's, if only we could have extended him. Before he won the Super Bowl, yeah, 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 you know what I mean. It's almost like, it, like some small part of you, it's
0: like hedging if, your back. if you're
1: a Kansas City Chiefs, it's like, well, if we had lost this and he throws two picks, maybe we get a deal and we actually end up getting more Super Bowls in the long run. But like, you got to take your Super Bowls. You got to yeah. take your unless again, unless you're the Patriots, you got to take your Super Bowls and just be happy with your Super Bowl.
0: I know guys can change, but I think Patrick Mahomes has got a really good head on his shoulders. Whoever he surrounded himself by, uh they're giving him good advice. I think it helps that his dad was was a professional absolutely, athlete. Absolutely.
1: Troy Aikman's mentioned that in multiple broadcasts of just, you know, the way he handles himself on the field. It, it, he, he'll always say, I don't know if it's cuz his dad was a professional athlete, but he has a way of just Like, nothing
0: seems to get him too high or too low. He is one of the most humble players out there, which is amazing for his talent. You watch the interviews, and I watched a lot of them last night. Every single thing. Patrick Mahomes thanking his teammate, thanking Coach Reed. He just continues to basically not accept it all on himself. And um, if you're a Chiefs fan, you got to be feeling really good, like we're saying. It's not easy to always get back, but the potential, especially with... The Patriots dynasty basically ending, yeah. or whatever you want to call it, reloading whatever they're doing. I mean, come on. And, and there, I, there, there's Patrick Mahomes, and then there's everyone else.
1: And I gotta say, Patrick Mahomes, like other elite quarterbacks in in the last you know decade or so, um, it's great that Tyree Kill is a speedster. Uh, it's great that Travis Kelsey is a you know one of the top tight ends in the league, but like. What was Sammy Watkins? You know, who McCole M- Hardman? Like, he's the kind of guy who's like, I'm fine with going like later. We'll, he's going to turn receivers into guys who can produce? Yeah, he has that ability. Sure. So you know, if if I'm the Chiefs, I'm worried a lot less about their their backfield, their receiver situation. I'm worried more about an offensive line that can protect Mahomes because the last thing you want is him getting hurt and a defense that can be decent. Yeah. That's what you're, you know, that's what you're looking for and the rest is going to work itself out. He's going to have Patrick Mahomes with Andy Reid especially, they'll have a productive offense. Yeah. They'll be a they'll be a top 5 offense in the league.
0: And to me, that's also the difference between this year and last year. It's that defense. That defense yesterday was bending, bending but when it came down to it, at the end, they stepped it up when they had to. Yeah. They got the sack. They didn't give up any points in the second half.
1: And there was a couple missed plays in there too. I mean, there was that that one missed guy jumping, that one guy jumping the route at the end. I don't know what Garoppolo was doing on that throw. Yeah, jumping the route almost iced the game right there. Yeah, look, I think when you look at the storylines of of both these teams in this game and in going forward, you you've got to say. Patrick Mahomes is the future quarterback in the NFL. Uh, you know, being with Andy Reid for however long he'll be with Andy Reid is going to be a good fit. Um, they, they, You know, they, they've basically got everything in place. I'm obviously a, a Steve Spagnuolo fan, and what he's able to do, you know, as a defensive coordinator, so just give him a little bit to work with on defense. Yeah. And and they're going to be fine, you know, barring any sort of disastrous malfunction in personnel uh, they're gonna be fine, barring you know uh, Patrick Mahomes' representation demanding he gets sixty million a year. Um, but I think Patrick Mahomes is smart. I think I think he knows winning quarterbacks get ads, winning teams, you know, produce MVPs. You're not gonna be the MVP on an eight and eight football team. If you want to continue to up up your status as a single player you need the whole thing around you i'm i'm hoping he's smart enough to go i don't need to fucking double what kirk cousins is getting or double what jared Goff's. pay me a little bit more make me the highest paid quarterback in the league and and if the chiefs are smart they'll do it for a long time so as that number goes up he stays in place um and then you flip to the Niners side i think the niners are set up Nicely, I think they are able to run the ball. Tough division,
0: though, for the Niners. Tough
1: division, but they're able to run the ball because they have a fantastic offensive of the line. They yeah. rebuilt it really fast. I mean, look at the turnaround. Look at how fast the turnaround Did is. Did you
0: see the stat? I saw an amazing stat yesterday that they showed about general manager John Lynch. It said of the 53 players on this roster, he's responsible for 47 of them. Yeah. So he took that team, basically threw it in the trash can, and just got all new players. Yeah. Which is Phenomenal. Absolutely. For that quick of a turnaround. Yeah.
1: Fantastic. They're set up for a long time. Um, I you know, I think you can have your question marks about Jimmy Garoppolo based on the way he played in this game. But at the same time, I think you've got to look at the 49ers and say, he's not going to get worse. Yeah. He's going to get better. And we are set up to play a very specific kind of game where... Keep Jimmy like again. How good do you want Jimmy Garoppolo to play? Because then you got to pay your quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo being a middle of the pack contract, so that you can so you can pay Bosa because that running game is going to be that run with the offensive line. Most has been on six teams. Yeah, that that running game is going to be that running game if, if fucking Bilbo here is in the backfield. You know what I mean? You are going to have to pay the Kittle. You're going to have to pay the Bosa. You're going to need to keep that defense strong, and you know the the question mark for this Niners team, very similar, you know, like the Rams is is Shanahan going to be able to stay ahead of the game? Sure. And also the question is, I mean, talk about pointing Spider Man meme. Did the passing of the torch? Did Andy Reid has Andy Reid officially passed the torch to Shanahan of Offensive guru who doesn't know how fucking time works and doesn't can't manage the end of games late because we're now talking at multiple huge games where Shanahan just can't fucking use his time. I mean, he didn't
0: use his timeout at the end of the half. I was gonna say the, the first half, him not using the timeouts was interesting. He was content going in tied, he was content going in tied, against- but
1: then he takes a shot with Kittle like he's trying to fucking score.
0: Yeah, it was very confusing. Also, I don't give a shit if you're
1: content going. in. Why does being content going in tied? Why do you still not use that timeout there? Yeah. Why do you not use one timeout and get the ball back with two minutes left? He's worried about giving the Chiefs the ball back at the end of the first half with fifty seconds on the clock. Uh, to me, suspect if you don't. It, again, what, 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 this, what? this is this is what I said about you know the Reich Brissette thing earlier you're what you're saying to me when you do that is I don't trust my quarterback that's what he's saying to me
0: well it, to me it's also saying which is surprising you don't trust your defense to hold the Chiefs with 50 seconds left to not score your defense who'd been playing lights out who've been getting to the quarterback putting pressure forcing bad throws forcing turnovers that that was what was surprising to me saying dude you've got to at least take a shot
1: but just the clock management in, you know in multiple, I obviously he's not the head coach of that Falcons team. Yeah. But he is calling the plays and he is putting, you know, he is putting his teams in position with the plays he's calling. Just like I I'm, I'm just I'm still just boggled at the run pass ratio late in the game in a game that you've in, in a season that has been controlled by your running game in 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 a Super Bowl game that's been controlled by your defensive line being able to go out and get after the quarterback on every down. The idea that in the fourth quarter, like, I get it, don't take your foot off the gas pedal, but your foot hasn't been on the gas pedal, man. Your foot's been on this fucking running attack. The the idea that you're just going to turn the ball over to Jimmy Garoppolo and say, like, go win this game, which I'm fucking fine with, but do it within the offensive system that he's been doing it the whole year. Yeah. The, where is the screens? Where is the sweeps? Where are the reverses? Where is the fucking rollouts? Where is the little pla- just just Jimmy Garoppolo drop back and win us this game? Why? Suddenly you're just gonna be like, hey man, I know you haven't done this the whole time, but like, go be fucking Joe Montana.
0: Well, I I personally I would like to uh, just say to all the Chiefs fans, you're welcome.
1: Yeah, dude. I mean.
0: Ruther curse.
1: We all we all said it. I I made my pick, Bilbo made his pick, you made your pick and I was like, "Well, that's it. Chiefs win."
0: And then I did the tweet, the infamous Andy Ruther tweet, yeah, saying that for the first time Patrick Mahomes has looked human. Yeah. After that two game winning or two drives down the field to score. And uh, I I see I appreciate. I I see we've gotten like Chiefs fans who are also dirtballs are giving donations to me. I see Ellis Harden gave one. Shout out. Brett Pozak gave one, a $60 Thust Fund donation. These are these are all Chiefs fans, which I appreciate, guys. I I appreciate. I I help you, you help me, and you help the show back. And uh the Ruther curse, man. As strong as ever. Yeah. Is it not?
4: Yeah.
1: it's, it's incredible. The thing I'm most excited about is that you you just keep saying like zero percent chance Trump loses like I, that's that's the good thing I'm like I'm hoping this bends into politics
0: I don't want to say zero percent chance there's always a chance I, I'd be surprised then again I was surprised that he won so what the hell do I know
1: yeah you know I'm not big in like you know I, I've said it before and I'll say it again if if I had to do it again right now I'd vote for Trump over Hillary. I didn't vote for Trump because I wasn't forced to pick one of the two. But I would still do it. But God, and you know I don't like to, I don't follow him on Twitter and you know I don't like doing like everybody loses their mind over the tweets. The Kansas tweet. I mean, come on. This is the president of the United States. That's an Andy Ruther tweet right there. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. The president of the United States doesn't know that Kansas City is in Missouri? That's, that's unbelievable. That is mind-blowing fucking idiocy. That's some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard, <laughs>
0: like I don't think it's that bad actually i I think a lot more dumb things or dumber things have been said from him or tweeted from him
1: uh, but Jesus in the in the moment, considering everything you're throwing out a can like a Kansas bro i I was laughing when I saw that one. I was like, this guy
0: well let's get to the important stuff obviously we've went in depth in the game was butt cleavage shown? As far as I know, no. Can I, can I be honest? I, I, don't, I don't know how to word this. Uh, just, just a lot of bad shots. Is that what we're going to call it? Nick and I were talking about, There was a lot of full frontal uh, shots of the groins.
1: Yeah. We're talking about the halftime show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. Look, the halftime show was. I loved it. I didn't give a fuck. Like, honestly, the, I, I said I said to you guys before the show. First of all, what did anybody expect from Shakira Jennifer Lopez? Like, this is exactly, I mean, there's a prop bet whether or not she was going to show butt cleavage.
0: I mean, we're talking about two Latin women who dance and shake their butts.
1: They're literally known for their asses. Yes. More than, like, this is like having the Kardashians on a halftime show and being like, they showed their ass. Yeah. Like, this is what, this is the only reason either have careers. Fact. I disagree. Nah. I don't. I think you're wrong that's a little disrespectful to j Lo and Shakira, yeah you think anybody's freaking out uh, the, like I think there's been a lot of women there are a lot more talented singers and dancers than j Lo and Shakira over the uh, years I don't who, know he, who didn't who didn't have the looks
0: look he, here's my thing I'm not an expert on singing I'm sure there are a hey, lot
1: I haven't seen the susan Boyle halftime show yet
0: i I know hold on i th- I'm not saying that there's not more talented singers I think they're both phenomenal dancers though. I mean, J-Lo started as a fly girl on In Living Color. Yeah. The the woman's been dancing for Shakira, come on. I I see Nick has grabbed the mic. He is
3: itching to hop in on this. I mean, can we just talk about, like, how great of a venue Miami is for the Super Bowl? I mean, (laughs) I, I, I tweeted this. I think every Super Bowl should just take place in Miami every year. But what about, like, follow that, like, Why? I mean, it's just a fun atmosphere. You see it around Radio Row. You got Shakira. You got J Lo. Miami vibe. It was just fun this year. It wasn't that exciting of a Super Bowl, in my opinion, and it wasn't. It's not going to be like memorable. But it was just a fun week. I thought the game was great. Honestly. I thought it was great too. And, and, but I, I agree with you. I
1: think I I disagree with you that the Super Bowl should be in Miami every year. But I agree with you that there's like five places the Super Bowl should be, and I I don't think that give me those places. I think it should be Miami, Southern California agreed Vegas agreed you know like uh Arizona yeah, you know and Texas you know give us a fucking Texas Super Bowl every couple of years. Give us a Dallas. Yes. none you know of this I mean? Minnesota yeah like Indianapolis I, I don't think I don't think that you should get a Super Bowl like the whole we're going to justify this new stadium by saying the Super Bowl is gonna come. Indianapolis built a fucking new stadium give them the final four. Minneapolis built a new stadium. Give them the final four. Give them fucking, you know, an all-star game. Give them whatever. I, the the idea that the Super Bowl is going to be in Minnesota. First of all, I didn't even love the Super Bowl in New York. Am I 100% okay with adding New York to that list had they made that fucking place a dome? Of course. But the idea that they didn't dome that stadium and that it's outside, I don't need the Super Bowl in New York every five yeah. years. Well, I, warm weather places.
0: I, I was going to say the fact I was in Indianapolis for that Super Bowl when they played uh, when it was Patriots Giants. And it was cold. like it was cold. I can only imagine Minnesota not having the Super Bowl in warm weather. I, I just don't understand that. Yeah, I, I really don't get that. I think you do need that vibe. I agree with you on the places you named. I'm,
1: I'm, I mean, if New Orleans could fucking like New Orleans Stadium hasn't been updated in forever. The lights went out. You know, like. Well,
0: well, no, they did after Katrina.
1: They updated, but I'm saying this is the same building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Orleans, you're uh, until you get a new building, you're out.
0: I disagree. I, I
1: love di- New Orleans. I disagree. With I the love the vibe of New Orleans, but like, we're putting them in a shitty stadium. You're out. No, I think they did a lot of upgrades to it. I'm I I ain't hearing upgrades. I'm hearing fucking new. T- you upgraded your fucking TV? No, get a fucking new TV. I bet you they put a lot of money. I don't into give that. a shit how much they put in. We're not. T- it's not Madison Square Garden. We have to worry about fucking. Oh, the the history and the fucking Superdome. Build a new stadium, or you don't get the Super Bowl again.
0: Man, no love for New
1: Orleans, Brano? I love New Orleans. New Orleans is one of my favorite cities in America. A fact. I love New Orleans. But you, unless you got a stadium built in the last fucking ten years, you don't get the Super Bowl. Unless you're in a fucking super city.
3: So how do we feel about Tampa hosting next year?
1: Tampa bullshit. Why would you be in Tampa when you can be in Miami?
3: Exactly. That's what I'm saying.
1: Right. Why would you be in Houston when you could be in Dallas and you at the Jerry Dome? Right. You know. Uh. You want to play the Super Bowl in the new stadium in Los Angeles that they're just building? Cool. We're not sending it back to San Diego until San Diego builds the fucking super stadium.
3: Raymond I mean James too. It's not a new stadium by any means either. No. So why is this? Why is this the, happening the, the, in Tampa? The stadium
1: in the stadium in uh, Arizona is still state of the art. They're still rolling out that turf field, and you know, having natural grass that's growing in the sun till they roll it back in. It's a warm weather. You need a fucking legit modern stadium in How a warm they... in a warm weather city. In again, New York is the only wild card, and they they duffed it by not having a a super stadium.
3: How do they choose? Like is this something that happens like they predict it three years down the road or something? Usually
1: like that? more than that. And a lot of times it's given to places as part of a deal of getting a new stadium. Detroit had it, Houston had it, Indianapolis had it, Minnesota had it. Like we've had we've had a bunch of Super Bowls in cities that never should have had the Super Bowl. Get the fuck out of here, Minnesota. You so, never should have had a Super Bowl. So
0: these are the next three Super Bowls. Next year as you said, next four, actually. Next year is in Florida. Then it's out here in L.A. in the new stadium. Then it's back to Arizona in 2022. Then it's back to New Orleans in 2023. Where's Vegas? I assume they're going to get it.
1: The idea that it's going back to New Orleans before it goes to Vegas is ludicrous.
0: You see these rumors about the Raiders pursuing Tom Brady?
1: Yeah, I don't I don't see how that works for him again unless he's getting... Unless he's getting some sort of super deal, yeah. Like, and by the way, I don't put that past Tom Brady at all. Some sort of super backdoor, like he's gonna own a casino, like that's what Tom Brady should be looking at. Tom Brady should be looking at again. Like I said, this is the Pat Riley deal, getting ownership stake someplace, getting ownership in a casino, getting whatever. Like this should be, if he leaves the Patriots, it should be some sort of post career. Set up,
0: yeah. Plan. Like a TB twelve on top of a building, and yeah, like fucking Tom Brady casino, yeah.
1: Brady's house, you know, Six Rings Resort and Casino, whatever the fuck. I don't know, yeah. You know,
0: just come to L.A., bro. Uh,
1: again, I think the L.A. move is some sort of, some sort of crazy back end deal from the Chargers because he's going to be the only person, the only reason they sell tickets and then like some post career again governor of california is my long shot prediction dude if ronald reagan go from governor to president if arnold schwarzenegger who wasn't even born here and still for some reason can't speak english without a fucking weird accent can be governor <laughs> of california tom brady be go tom brady could get elected to governor of california tomorrow they'd be like we're running a fucking election
0: i don't know man i, I think well i guess both those guys you named were republicans mm-hmm. so i think i think brady's a republican
1: yeah No shit. California. Democratic more than they're Republican, but star fuckers over anything else.
0: That's a great point.
1: The state of California is the star fucking capital of the world.
0: It really is wild. Yeah. Like if you want to be a Republican in California, make sure you're a celebrity. Yeah. And they'll vote you in. Yeah. I gotta ask you something off topic. How are you? Uh, I know you you have knee issues, and obviously <laughs> the whole thing is not easy to get around. Have you been able to to, to trim the hedges, manscape a little? Dude, trim the hedges. I've I, I've
1: got everything from the waist down trimmed. My fucking, I've got a lady leg over here. Yeah. The, the 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 doctor said he had to shave my leg. This is this is true, Andy. Doctor said we're gonna have to shave your leg for surgery, and I said. I have my uh, medicine kit here with me. Can you use my manscaping, my my hedge trimmer?
0: Amazing! Yeah, yeah guys, I'm glad you do that, guys. Because support for today's dirty sports comes from Manscaped, who is the best in below, who is the best in men's below the belt. Let's try this ad read again. Support for today's dirty sports comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels guys it's 2020 don't be a savage don't have a wild unkept forest down there and he just went to use the bathroom but i did have a confession from bilbo yeah nick delisandro yep said uh he's got he's got some thickets wow and i said dude i got you know what i got for him you know i'm gonna give him the Manscaped Lawn Mower 3.0. Wow,
1: there's a 3.0. There's a
0: 3.0 which just came out. This thing is even better than the 2.0. It's got 90 minutes of runtime on one charge. Wow, ra- that's what I need. A rapid charging dock. And get this, a diamond textured no-slip grip. This thing is way better than the 2.0. The 2.0 was great. You can get 20% off this Lawnmower 3.0, or any products at Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and using promo code DIRTY at checkout. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code DIRTY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code DIRTY. And once again, that includes free shipping. This Lawnmower 3.0 is uh, state-of-the-art, guys. Seriously, handle your business. Go to manscape.com, drop promo code dirty, get twenty percent off, and uh, thank us later. Because you're gonna look and feel so much better when you're groomed down below.
1: Um, we were talking uh, about the halftime show, and uh, I want I want to go further into it because go for it. You know, there's there's again. I said today there's there was this pearl clutching I saw on the internet. Lot of lot of the uh,
0: No I didn't know that term. Explain that term.
1: You know, somebody clutching their pearls. We, you know, that's some that's a it's a term for like. like oh a, my God! Like an old school. Yeah, term. It's, a, it's a. I I I'm I'm scared. I'm offended. Um, you know, your the the term p- pearl clutching and grabbing your pearls so as so to not be stolen by some savage on the street. Um, it you know it's a term for the the old money, old fucking old-ass white people being offended by some shit. So a lot of people upset that the uh, the Super Bowl halftime show was too graphic, F- which I will say, first of all, this whole, like, my kids are watching, your kids are watching... Grown men
0: beat the shit out of you. Grown
1: men literally turn themselves into vegetables. Give each
0: other brain damage.
1: Uh, and you're breaking that up with uh, blatant ads for alcohol. You're, you're breaking that up with... Non stop talk about gambling. The lines, the props, the, uh, this, I mean, you, you can't talk about the Super Bowl. You can't talk about the coin toss. Can't talk about the national anthem. Can't talk about this, whatever, without gambling being involved. So the idea that this is supposed to be some sort of family friendly game, first of all, also, you didn't see butt cleavage. You didn't see what it, like, if, if you think your 10 year old ain't seen worse than Shakira, Wake up! They have the internet, like, and then. But then on the flip side, I was at a Super Bowl party, and all the girls are, "This is iconic." These girls are boss bitches. I'm somewhere in between, going like, "Yeah, it's fucking J Lo and Shakira, fucking lip syncing and shaking their ass and pole dancing." Like, what? The pole was a bit much. Not by the way, not for me. Like, I'm not offended, but I'm like, we're really putting a pole in the middle of the fucking Super Bowl. Like the old keep your daughter off the pole thing? Yeah. J- J-Lo's dad's watching his daughter pole dance?
0: Just b- straight up being a stripper at the Super Bowl? Well, I agree with every point you made, especially the idea of this family event. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Football is the modern-day American... It's the modern-day gladiator. Yeah, Going back to ancient Roman times. The, the fact that these guys are beating the shit out of each other. And we're talking about it being a family event. I, I, I think people are just looking for something to complain about. It doesn't matter, right, Joe? Whether it's the Super Bowl or the restaurant they go to or a movie or something a politician says. Everybody just wants to whine. Everybody wants to be on it, which is such a weird mentality of you want to be offended. We live in this I want to be offended age, which is so bizarre. And I agree. You're 100% right.
1: And by the way, what offends you doesn't offend everybody else. And what offends me doesn't offend you. I am certain that the people who are, again, clutching their pearls over J-Lo being in a fucking, I don't know, cat suit or whatever the fuck she was in or, you know, leather, whatever, is everybody's so fucking, everybody's just, like, it's so hypocritical. You know what I mean? Everybody doing whatever – you know what offended me more than anything? The 12-minute fucking commercial for the United States flag that happened pregame. I'm sitting there trying I'm sit I tune into the pregame show and now I have some sort of documentary about Johnny Cash and Betsy Ross and the American flag and veterans and fucking Kyle whoever the fuck and like I was like what the fuck is this? Why am I literally watching US war propaganda instead of fucking Hearing about pregame shit. Well, that, that offended me. And I turned it off. That shouldn't surprise you. I, I turned it off and then missed what apparently was some great hundred year piece that they did after that because I was like, I can't watch this fucking, you know, military industrial complex fucking circle jerk. And that offends me. So the idea that some fucking Republican out there who's literally jacking off. To some American flag thing is then offended by jail. And let's be honest, like every fucking old ass white man. The only reason they didn't have a fucking rock hard boner is probably because they fucking didn't take their, you know, dick pills like enough with the I was offended that these girls are shaking their ass. It's fake outrage. So fucking stupid.
0: You know, again, fake outrage meets fake patriotism. They all have a circle jerk with each other. I've said it forever. That's what it is. You know, overall, I, I enjoyed the game. I enjoyed all the All the woke
1: women that, you know, fucking love her I didn't see a whole lot of J-Lo's entire dance team is covered in leather. I didn't see a whole lot of vegan outrage, you know, when bad bitches are doing their thing. Suddenly, a lot of the fucking things you care about go out the window.
0: Well, look, we're all hypocrites. Yeah, all of us. We're all we're all just walking hypocrites on two legs. Just own it. I own it. Like, like I'm the amount of times I'm probably hypocritical throughout my own day.
1: There was like some look. There was some weirdness to the halftime show for me as well. But like, I'm not offended by anything. Like it, it was a it. It certainly and I think purposely was supposed to be like a sexy halftime show, right? Yeah, that was part. It's Miami, as Nick said, two Latinas known for shaking their booties. I I think everybody can agree that the word sexy was probably something that was talked about in the creative process of designing the halftime show. Correct? Yeah. Did there need to be like? 10 year old girls out there, also in mass? Like, did there need to be like 50 10 year old girls out there? Like, well, th-
0: that was for all in, the like pe- hoodies. That was for all the pedophiles.
1: Yeah. Like, that was like, weird to me. Like, they, were, me, they right? were
0: checking off every demographic of people.
1: They're like, did, did, was anybody questioning like whether or not those 10 year old girls were like, what's with the pole? Like, why why can't you dance on stage? It's like, well, that's what strippers do. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, I, that was to me was like a little weird, but I don't give a shit. If the, I'm sure the parents of all those little theater kids, didn't give a fuck. They're probably like, "Hey, you want my ten-year-old on the pole? Put her up there. You're they, paying her, right?"
0: They might have well had the halftime show sponsored by Tootsie's instead of Pepsi. And anybody who gets that reference, you're welcome. Do you get it?
1: No. Is that a strip club? Yeah.
0: It's like the the famous strip club in Miami. I've heard lots of stories. Never been. You know who? You know who used to frequent there? Aaron Hernandez. Wow. Mentioned in the
1: Netflix doc. The underground in Hermosa Beach and Tootsies in Miami.
0: Yeah. That's where he would go to act like he was not a homosexual. Got it. To Tootsies. Yeah. Uh, add that to the dirty sports bucket list. That's Add that to the leisure. Nick Nick and
3: I have, we have the we have the thus list. And then w- w- what do you call it, Nick? What do you call it? Is it the leisure list? I'm all about alliterations. It's the content calendar and the leisure list. Yeah. So Tootsies added to the leisure list.
0: So that means we have to make a road trip. to to Miami we're going
3: to Miami (laughs) (laughs) I think Bo has a music festival he wants us to go to or something like that we can hit tootsies on the way
0: okay sounds like a plan Nick and I are never leaving each other's I know
1: I know uh I I said you should both have body cams like your fucking highway patrol cops
3: we might need body cams for this whole Costco shtick now if we still are getting stopped by security 15 seconds into going to Costco we made it. We made it through. We made, we made it happen. I also
1: think you just press... I, I just think every time you go, you try. Yeah, of course. Like, honestly, I don't think Costco security is like on it. Yeah, but he, he... I don't think they're catching it every time.
0: Look how great the video turned out with his iPhone. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm not too concerned.
1: I mean, Steven Soderbergh shot a feature film on an iPhone this year. Yeah. I think you guys will be able to get Costco runs.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, we do have to announce... Because the NFL Honors was this weekend, so they announced all their awards. Yeah. So we do have to announce our 2020 Aaron Hernandez Savage of the Year award. I think it's pretty obvious. Congrats, Antonio Brown. It's one of those things where it's like you it, know, just, it's like it's like on slides, the dude of the year. Yeah.
1: Just like the headline, you 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 can't be getting as many headlines as as Antonio Brown did for just being a total savage. Without getting the Savage of the Year award, just consistency throughout the year. Did he have one big splash? No, but like the whole year. Yeah. The helmet, the fucking feet, the arrest, the the whole thing. I mean, yeah. It, His th- social th- media. I think it was Antonio Brown. I think we all knew. It, uh, look, when when you go back and you look at the votes, like Lamar Jackson's MVP, it was unanimous. No one else got a vote.
0: Yeah. 100% unanimous. So congrats to Antonio Brown, our 2020 Aaron Hernandez. Savage of the year award winner. And hopefully, for my sake, you take that leverage from this award and get back in the NFL because I do not want to be shoving the L-chain up my butt.
1: Yeah. I, I have a hard time imagining he's in the NFL next year. Now, we're, we're only a couple weeks now away from the XFL. Does Antonio Brown— A couple weeks— what does it start? Next week? Bro, it's next week. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. My apologies. Less than six days God, away. God, this guy's so fucking... Are you, a, are you an XFL fan?
0: Well, well, here's the deal. Nick over here, it kind of...
1: Is there an LA XFL team? Yeah. Yeah. He's,
0: he's where, are they,
1: where are they playing? Where the
0: Chargers played in the soccer stadium. Okay, okay. Nick's kind of rubbed off on me. It is kind of crazy that the XFL has a deal with both Fox and ESPN. Like They have legit TV deals. Yeah. They're not playing on some crappy channel. I'll watch this week, out of curiosity. Uh,
1: are you like, are you, are you? But like, when you say I'll watch this week out of curiosity, are you like hoping that it's good and that you become an XFL fan? Like, are you hoping that you're like, I'm watching XFL every week?
0: No, it's more of just like, let's see what happens. Yeah, okay. you know what I'm saying? Like, let's see what happens. I think we talk about content. I think it'd be great to go to a, go to a game down in Carson, at the soccer stadium. I'm sure it'll be easy to get seats. I'm sure it'll be cheap. Well, we've also got
1: a dirt ball, Dan. Who Dan works, yeah, who works for the uh, the Xf, the New York XFL team. Are they the Guardians? I believe they're the Guardians. Yeah, yeah. he
0: sent us some gear.
1: Yeah, so that's exciting. And maybe they come? I, did they come to LA this year? I think there's only eight teams, so right. I assume they would. I assume they all play yeah yeah so I mean I think we should go, yeah and I think that's got to be our official x f l team right the guardians yeah we have we have yeah. we have a man on the inside, yeah, plus it's easy for me. I'll just go stick with my New york across the board
0: yeah, it works. do you want to go over the awards? obviously, you just alluded to it lamar jackson unanimous m v p no problems with me from that, yep, Nick bosa defensive rookie of the year, no problems with that. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year. There was a lot of people had issues with Kyler Murray winning it over Josh Jacobs.
1: I saw a lot of people, uh, even like comparing Kyler Murray to a lot of that, like how his stats compared to Gardner Minshew, and like uh, you know a lot of things. A lot of people had an issue with Kyler Murray, and I'm I, I'm I'm okay saying yeah. I I would have been fine with. You. I thought Josh Jacobs was
0: get it. I did too, but I'll say this about Kyler Murray. He doesn't have the best stats, 3,700 yards, 20 touchdown passes, seven interceptions. He also rushed for 500-plus yards another four touchdowns. The thing about Kyler Murray is he's playing the most important position on the football field. And you'd probably agree with me, Prano. Because of Kyler Murray this year, or if you want to call it the Kyler Murray-Cliff-Kingsbury combo, I felt they could win any game. Like, I felt they were good enough, and they were. Dude, they were in against against the Niners, like like. I, I didn't, and again, I didn't feel that they were good enough to win any game, but I felt
1: like they were snaky enough, like the, they were like they were slippery enough to the, the, And they had that they had that weird like, you know, I called them backdoor Murray. Like every game was going to be like kind of close. Again, a great porn
0: name, backdoor yeah. Murray. Yeah. But but I, I I agree with you, and that's my point is that. Josh Jacobs, while he had a great year, he's not changing the game as much as Kyler Murray. That's where I would give it to Kyler Murray. You know well, what I'm saying? here's
1: the other thing. You know, and we talk a lot about quarterbacks on this show and I have said without a doubt that quarterback is the most important position like by far, hands down. It's the single most important position in sports. At the same time, you know, when in doubt the, the MVP goes to the the Super Bowl MVP goes to the quarterback, blah, 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 blah. All the things like we, every award doesn't need to go to the the QB. Okay, like, I, I would say in a sense, like, you know, Lamar Jackson is gonna get the MVP in, in a landslide and and offensive player, like every once in a while when you have an opportunity to give it to somebody who's not a quarterback, give it to them. Make make some of the guy like I I you know make some of the other guys on the professional football teams feel like this isn't all about the quarterback because honestly okay and i'm guilty of it as much as maybe more than anyone by saying it is all about the quarterback but at the same time throw a fucking running back a bone from time to time
0: fair enough fair enough defensive player of the year gilmore
1: that was also uh, a lot of people had it took issue with
0: yeah stephen gilmore a lot of people thought jj i'm sorry
4: tj
1: watt
0: tj watt
4: yep
1: a lot of people said TJ Watt. A lot of people did with Gilmore what they did with Murray, comparing Gilmore's stats to other cornerback stats. I think that was—I think that's a little bit reckless when you look at the way um, the New England Patriots' defense was built. It was built, you know, it was built around shutting down passing teams. I think Gilmore was a true, you know, lockdown-ish corner. Um, I think when you're judging cornerbacks on statistics is stupid. Um do like m- my thing with this is I could if you if you had told me it was TJ Watt, I'm not gonna be super broken up about it. And if you told me it was Gilmore, I'm not gonna be super broken up about it. I'm fine with it either way. Um I'm surprised Gilmore got it, but not that
0: surprised. Yeah. And we have new Hall of Fame uh inductees. Yep. I like the I like all these. Yep. For the st- most part, I st- think. Steve Atwater. Yeah. No problem there. Isaac Bruce. Long overdue. Yep. Uh, Steve Hutchinson. I don't know much about offensive line. Whatever. Edron James and Troy Polamalu. Edron James was surprising. That right? was a surprising one. Yeah.
1: Where Where is he on the all time rushing list? Uh, I I was surprised Edron James
0: got in. I was too. I felt like he had a good four or five year, like a really good four or five year run. Uh, but he's in all the other I mean, guys. Edron
1: James wasn't the MVP. Of the league, obviously. Yeah. You know, play, playing with Peyton Manning. Like, um, you know, I, I'd i love to see. Let's just Can we just pull up Edger and James Wikipedia? Like, where is he all time? Where is he all time? Where is his how many Pro Bowls? How many all pros?
0: Well, he's 13th all time in yards. Yeah. 12,246. So, I mean, not no, bad. Uh, yeah. Let's let, let's see where he uh Let's see where he's at though. Actually, let me just pull this up. Let me just go go deep dive on his stats right here.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you click on Edron James in that in that Pro Football Reference, it'll say at top there how many all-pros and how many Pro Bowls.
0: All right. So, he was first team all-pro once, four Pro Bowls. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that he's there. I mean, so not insane stats. Yeah, that was the one that was surprising to me. He finished with 80 career rushing touchdowns. Never had more than 13 rushing touchdowns. So he led the league. As fir- so his first two years, he led the league in rushing. He had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He had seven 1,000-yard rushing seasons. That's definitely surprising. Yeah. Uh, but all the other guys, like Palomalu, was a, he was a yeah, game changer. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely phenomenal.
1: One defensive player of the year, correct? I assume. Yeah. I think he did.
0: Talk about a thorn in the uh, the Bengals' side. Yeah.
1: That a lot thorn in a lot of people's sides. In that the, dude. In the, in the AFC North.
0: Yeah. Fun fact, he actually was Carson Palmer. They were roommates at USC. Wow. And then he destroyed him when he played yeah. for the Steelers. Did you see what Palmer said about, we talked about it, right?
1: Yeah. To to shit on the Bengals
0: a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. About Joe Burrow, like, saying, eh, you shouldn't go there. Yeah. You want to talk a little NBA? Sure. Damian Lillard, Prano. Yeah. Going off. I assume most of America watched the Lakers-Blazers game Friday night. Yeah. First game since Kobe Bryant's death, and uh, he went off 48 points, seven threes. Let me, let me just read his last six games. Damian Lillard's last six games. 61, 47, 50, 36, 48, and 51. Yeah. He's yeah. averaged 48.8 points. But here's the crazy stat about Damian Lillard that I want to say in his last six and games. And their record in those games? They're 5-1. and one. So they're winning as a team. But here's what's most important to me. I mean, 48 points, 49 points is amazing he's shooting above 50% from not only the just regular shots three point
4: yeah
1: like no he's 100 like he's in the zone right now the, the, the shots that he's making a, a lot of these threes like his you know off the dribble off balance his in transition his catch his crazy catch and shoots like he's feeling himself right now yeah and uh i i'm i'm a lillard fan you know i was I was more of a Blazers fan um, uh, because I love the McCollum Lillard backcourt prior to Carmelo Anthony arriving. I don't want Carmel. I like I fucking hate Carmelo Anthony so much that I don't even want him to get any sort of positive love for them. You know, like the like. Lillard going off and then winning a bunch of games. Like I don't even want people looking at like Carmelo has anything to do with this. Um, So I was I rooted more for the Blazers fans before his for the Blazers more uh, before his arrival. But yeah, dude, Lillard, he's been feeling himself a little bit ever since you know the big shot last year. I think you know we've seen this a lot in the NBA. Guys who have that one moment that their career that like changes the course of their career and. Yeah, he's playing incredible. He's playing the best basketball in the NBA right now. Yeah.
0: I mean, all time in a six-game stretch, it's the second most points.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's third most behind two Harden six-game stretches. But but I, also, when you look at that, I saw that stat on ESPN. I'm not sure that like those six games don't overlap. You know what I mean? We well not like the first six of seven games and the second six of seven games or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, Harden had some wild shit, then Lillard, and then I think he was right there with Kobe Bryant. Yeah, they for that crazy six game stretch. Two ninety three.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's with Kobe. Uh pretty amazing. I mean if you if you watched that game, and I hope everybody did, and if you didn't, you missed a hell of a game. Blazers, Lakers, some of the shots he was hitting. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Well,
1: I mean, we we saw Terry Stotts the other day say, like, I have, like, I don't. He's like, I'm not talking about little anymore. Like, I don't have any more words. Like, I don't know what you guys want me to say. It's crazy. Yeah, that's his head coach.
0: Yeah. Where do the Lakers go? I'm really curious to see how they play post Kobe's tragic death. Yeah. Um, Look, I think the Lakers. Like, like this, because I think it's an interest, like psychologically from, from that vantage point, do they play inspired basketball? Obviously they lost the first game, which I think a lot of people saw. I just, I think emotionally it's too tough. I'm to get so,
1: them. I'm so angry at myself because I looked at it and it was a, it was 13 or 13 and a half was a spread. And Way was too like, big. I was like, I fucking think that they're going to lose this game. Yeah. I almost dove in on the Blazers money line and I didn't pull the trigger and I'm, kicking myself with my one good leg right now. Because yeah. God damn it. That was that just reeked of a letdown game. Well
0: wow, it's just, it's just so much yeah, such a, so
1: much emotion.
0: So much emotion. So tough to overcome and obviously you know they, they played well off. Not to
1: mention Carmelo didn't play or was saying he wasn't going to play because Kobe was supposed to be there, like told him he was going to be there that day for the game. Um so like I was like Fuck, all the more I want the Blazers.
0: Yeah. But do the Lakers do they play inspired ball, or they won on Saturday? They won in Sacramento, or does it does it hurt them? Because I mean, the, you
1: know, if you look at the Lakers so far this year, they're they're first in the West. They're first in the West by a bunch of games. Like, you know, it's do they play inspired? Like, I don't think they're reeling off twenty straight. You know, I don't think they're going like on some sort of crazy post Kobe streak. So, you know, if they play another thirty games, I mean what what's their record right now? They're how many games we have left in the season?
0: I think they've played about uh They played about fifty games? Yeah, it's near that. Here, I'm pulling it up right now. Lakers are thirty seven and eleven. They have a three and a half game lead.
1: So, so they're at forty eight. Forty eight. Right? So we've got what, thirty four? More games in the year, correct? If the Lakers go, you know, they've got thirty-four more games. If they go twenty-six and eight, it's pretty fucking good. It's about where they're at. Is it? Is that really some sort of inspired? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I think if the Lakers were a five hundred team right now, and they go, you know. 26 and eight down the stretch people go oh man kobe turned the team around but like you know this they're playing inspired but like if the lakers just keep playing like they're playing they're in a pretty fucking good position yeah so it's like i don't know how much better how much better could they play for it to be like they've they're inspired 30 and 4 31 and 3 you know what 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 would they have to do down the stretch for it to be like wow that was a moment for this team or is it just blowing teams out they find a new they find a new gear i think the the thing with the lakers is who do the lakers add Are the, and or, or do the lakers add anybody what is the what's the what what change do the lakers make because i think if you're a lakers fan right now or if you're an nba you know fan like i am you got to look at the lakers and go they're leading the west which is great, but are they the favorite in the West?
0: I think you still have to say the Clippers.
1: I mean, I think I think you would say the Lakers are the favorite in the West, but at the same time, not super confident saying that. Yeah. So do the Lakers make a move? That, that to me, is the bigger question for the Lakers.
0: Well, to me, the move would be Kuzma, right, trading Kuzma who's been talked about a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: I'm off and on with him, and, and that's how he's been this year. He's He's been off and on.
1: We, if, you, if you're the Lakers right now, you think they'd rather have Brandon Ingram than Kuzma? Here we go. <laughs> Here
3: we the Ruther go. curse.
1: No, no. I mean, fuck... The Ruther curse... When we talk about the Brandon Ingram Ruther curse, I feel like this is truly the one instance where, you know, you're talking about Kansas City dirt balls sending you money. Like... Brandon Ingram should be sending you money. Like Brandon Ingram's next contract is going to be significantly bigger because of the Ruth or Curse. Like I could use this, this guy should throw you like a little. This guy should throw you some like you know a new couch money. Yeah, some new couch money or you know some some courtside seats when when New Orleans comes to town. I mean, this guy deserves. No one deserves to be give, feeding you off of the Ruth or Curse more than Brandon Ingram.
0: You guys you turn this guy's whole career around. Well, I mean, look. Does he play like this if he's in LA? I don't know. He got traded a lot of times. New scenery helps players. We see it time and time again in all sports. I, look, I don't, I don't know if, if you know, if he's on the Lakers, he's obviously not doing that right now because there's just, there's only one basketball and you got Anthony Davis and you got LeBron James and you got players where there he can be the guy.
1: If you're the Lakers, considering you have the Anthony Davis and saying, you know declining to opt in already LeBron for three more seasons, two more seasons after this, correct? It was a four year deal. Yeah. Um, Do you try to make a move without moving Kuzma? Do you potentially cash in futures to upgrade in a win now situation? And, and do you do that for in, in relation to Kobe? Like, do you, do you try to, Say, hey, it's important that we win it this year.
0: I personally like the Lakers roster. I like some of the guys who come off the bench. Dwight Howard's had a great year. I'll, I'll say great year for what his role is and what he's supposed to do. I like Rajon Rondo coming off the bench. I like Alex Caruso. I think they got a nice team. I think at the end of the day for the Lakers it's gonna be about hitting shots right especially threes because they get the looks if you watch Laker games they're open you just gotta hit them I was when we were watching that game Nick and I watched that game and that's what I kept saying I was like dude if 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 they're doing the things correct offensively and they're moving the ball and the bronze driving and whatever's happening you just gotta hit the shots yeah and when Danny Green's hitting his shots or Kyle Kuzma or whoever when they're hitting their shots they win yeah That's why they put up 81 in the first half against Sacramento on Saturday night. I believe they had 13 or 14 three-pointers at halftime because they're hitting their shots, which that's what you got to do as an NBA team. And uh, I'm excited, though. This year, again, with Golden State's dominance the last few years, it's one of the few years, Prano. I mean, if you look across the board, Milwaukee's still just cruising 42-7. and Toronto's won 11 in a row. Yeah. They're second in the East.
1: The East is going to be wild. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the East, the East, and this always happened to everybody, always had the West forever. Like, the East is certainly more top-heavy right now where where you can say, you can say, I could see four different teams coming out of the East. Yeah. You know? I could see the Bucks coming out of the East. I could see the Sixers coming out of the East. I could see the Celtics coming out of the East. I could see Toronto coming out of the east. I mean, you still got to say that right now, the Bucks with the best record in basketball and, you know, probably the MVP on their team, how could how could they not? But they didn't come out of it last year. Yeah. You know, um I think that it's there's way more question marks at the top. Whereas I think in the west right now, you know, unless Houston makes an interesting move and there's talk of them moving Capella, um Unless Houston gets really great, like, I I don't love the Harden-Westbrook duo as much as a lot of people, and I think that, you know, as much as I love Dantony, I just don't think, again, the problem is, you know, like, they try to treat Mike D'Antoni, every team that's ever been coached by Mike D'Antoni, it's this, go to the pantry, uh, I'm not sure what's in there. And make us a fucking five star dinner. Yeah, um, what, in,
0: that's what Nick does, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> you see how these college kids eat, bro. They eat. They eat like savages.
1: Yeah, I just think t- talent wise, you know, talent wise, the Lakers and the Clippers just are are more talented, and you know, I think it's gonna be those teams. So unless somebody makes a move, but it'll be interesting to see who tries to improve in the West, and and just who tries to improve in general because the NBA trade deadline does get interesting Yeah, from time it, to time. It, it's this week, right? Yeah. They're talking about the Knicks. Now, this is, I mean, talk about the, the fucking cartoon that is the New York Knicks. There's now talk of the Knicks sort of mortgaging some future to get D'Angelo Russell from the Warriors.
0: This is the most Knicks move of all time. Yeah. I don't like that at all. It's a terrible move. I, I, I don't like, and I understand why they do it. I was thinking about that this week. I don't like how the All Star Game is is so far past the midway point of the season. I agree.
1: I agree. And I get but they, but they try. Yeah, it's this NBA, NFL, Super Bowl. It's got to be after the Super Bowl.
0: I get it. They can't compete against the NFL, but, but they
1: also keep moving the NBA the start of the NBA season up, so it it keeps becoming later and later into the season. Yeah. Which i, I I'm not sure. I'm not sure the. I'm not sure the reasoning behind them moving the NBA up every year, except I guess they don't want it going so deep into the summer. But, like, I love that the NBA is being played in May and June.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Well, guys, we have not used our hotline in so long. So I'm going to put out.
1: But we're not doing it today. No,
0: because I haven't looked. But I want to put out the uh, call for dirt balls to call. 310-359-8365. 310-359-8365. I literally have not listened to the hotline. I bet there's some gems in there in probably six or seven weeks. So if you have a call for the show, give us a ring. We'll start doing calls again on Thursday. Again, that's 310-359-8365.
1: I'm going to double down on that because we're now, when you get to post-Super Bowl, Yes, this is a time of the year where we basically just have the NBA until you know march madness yeah you know and even that like that i guess it depends on how much you care about college basketball baseball does not start till the end of march um you know we this is i, I mean i love only nba time I, this is a great time of year for for people to get into the nba but it's also a great time for us to take calls on a variety of things
0: you name it it doesn't yeah. have to just be sports you need a question answered about your girlfriend your boyfriend school how to cook the worst meals ever my buddy over here nick d'alessandro has you covered and i've taken a lot of digs at him and his meals uh nick is it true that you cook the worst meals ever
3: i just don't see what's wrong with i i'm very simple i'm very basic eggs cheese toast with cream cheese i don't see what's wrong with my meals what is like what's the meal that he had that you were like, what is
0: this? Well like, it was eggs and toast well, well well hold on, hold on a second here here's the deal, as we know i I make arguably the best egg scramble west of the Mississippi. It's a pretty goddamn good scramble and and I do this is what I do. I do the three eggs, I do shrimp if I have it, turkey bacon if I have that, diced up mushrooms, spinach, one avocado. And some pepita Trader Joe's salsa on top. He doesn't like that. Instead, he just goes straight eggs and cheese.
3: But here's what I do. I don't just do straight eggs and cheese. Okay. I do toast cream cheese. And I put the eggs with cheese, pepper, salted, perfect, in between. And I have a little egg sandwich. So, you know. It's a little bit more interesting than just eggs with a side of toast. Well, the other thing, you know,
1: the the thing about the Andy Ruther-Bilbo relationship that is always so fascinating to me is, like, you'll, you know, you sort of dissect Nick's life. And I always have to remind you, he's a college kid. True. The kid's going to sleep till fucking noon. He's, you know, he's probably not going to have the eclectic tastes of a, you know, of an older gentleman. Like, the kid doesn't eat tomatoes. Like, that's, that's, that's. That's kid shit, you know. Yeah,
0: He's still a kid. Yeah, but hold on. I, I'm trying. Look, I, I'm plays video games. I'm trying. Watches to, the mass Singer. He sleeps still. we the Singer Sleeps fucking day. Day. Oh god, don't even get me started. He he, he, oh. he tried to get me to watch the Masked Singer, and last you did? Time. No, not really. Ten minutes. It was, it was terrible. And I'm not one of those people. Like, oh fuck this. I thought it was so uninteresting. I had to go for a walk. I had to leave the smart studio and go for a walk i
3: thought found- yeah, i mean you missed the turtle the llama missy monster kangaroo the robot i, mean, I watched
1: it because it was on post super bowl and they left the channel on i got into it for a second but like not enough excitement for me in like the revealing you only get one reveal every episode that's
3: weak it's all about the speculation you know? yeah so i have my picks out except for missy monster so white tiger i mean we're, we're going gronk here right yeah, I think so. Gronk, just based off of the height. Yeah. And, you know, I've seen a lot of Gronk's touchdown celebrations. Yeah. I was seeing a lot of dance moves uh, when, there. I,
1: Somebody Gronk else brought ask. up so, – one of them said Gronk, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I like it.
3: Yeah, it's Gronk. Uh, Turtle, I'm actually going to go Lance Bass, your boy, because a little boy band vibes kind of. A lot of the clues hinted I, boy I, the, band. Uh, the
1: clues for me led me to somebody in uh, uh, New Kids on the Block. Okay. And go enjoy Mac.
3: Ooh. Yeah. I like this idea. By the way,
1: I'm never gonna watch a second episode of this, <sighs> so you just have to tell me how it comes how it ends up.
3: Well, I will be the exclusive mass singer reporter. Well, <laughs> cool. We're never gonna talk about it again. We also have to
1: talk wait, we now we're on the food thing. We also have to talk about a, a real interesting Andy Ruther food move that I've noticed. You make a lot of things with shrimp, but you exclusively use shrimp cocktail. Like you don't get uncooked shrimp. Well, okay, that's a you, good point. You get shrimp cocktail, and then you cook the shrimp cocktail. Yeah, but, but here's what else
0: I, also I do.
1: I get You take shrimp cocktail, you put it on the grill. Yeah. You take shrimp cocktail, you put it in your eggs. I, I do. Why I, don't you get sh- uncooked shrimp? Cook it yourself.
0: You can marinate it. Well, I, I like your idea. I also like to get from Costco, they have, the, they have flavored already cooked shrimp too. Right. With cilantro and garlic, and I do that sometimes. That's,
1: so pre-cooked, and that's not shrimp cocktail. No, that's pre cooked shrimp. It's it's pre cooked shrimp with, or it's pre marinated shrimp. It's
0: pre marinated. Right. I'll do that a lot.
1: Yeah. Because I've noticed you take the the pre cooked cocktail shrimp. Yeah. And then you and then you continue to cook it. It's a
0: fair assessment.
1: And all and that and that tends to be a, get you get a smaller shrimp after the cooking process. Much smaller. I think you need to. I think you need to start okay. looking into some uncooked. I mean, it could be cleaned. You don't need to have the tails on it. You get some uncooked. Raw shrimp, Okay. marinate it, put it in some, you know, put some spices on it, some lemon on it, or, or even, you know, you could do, because you like to grill. I love to grill. Put put some shrimp in some barbecue sauce, whatever. I like it. Throw it in a bowl, marinate it. I like it. I was telling Colleen that. I was like, Andy, Andy Ruther loves a shrimp, but he's got some weird thing where he only purchased his shrimp cocktail okay and then he's eating the shrimp cocktail as cocktail and also putting it on the grill at the same time i was like this is a major it's a major blind spot in the Ruther culinary uh no i agree i
0: agree because i because i want to learn how to cook shrimp better because obviously you know i'd like to do the the weekly dirty sports family meal we did one last week we it's good to get you out obviously yeah you're stuck inside a lot with your leg situation so uh maybe I'll upgrade that this week for the uh the Dirty Sports Family Meal. And uh I got some good steaks though. If we want to do the Dirty Sports Family Meal, a little steaks this week. It's that time of year we're talking about food. We're talking about Mass Singer. Leave a call, guys.
1: Also, if you want to tune in live on the on YouTube, like I always say, we can always go to the comment section. Nick, uh you've been monitoring the chat. Any any exciting Comments, questions, or queries from our chat today.
3: I'm a little disappointed with the interaction in the comments section. Little, little post light Bowl, today.
1: Post Super Bowl hangover, very normal.
3: A little bit. We we do have a decent amount of people in the chat right now. People want to know: Is Belichick ecstatic that Jimmy G lost his Super Bowl?
1: Um, I don't know. I like I, to me again. I think Belichick wanted, wanted Jimmy G. Yeah, I don't think he's ecstatic. I, yeah. And and you know something that I was thinking as I drove up here, I wonder if the you know all the people that I battle with um, on the internet in in regards to where certain players are all time, the Michael Jordan versus LeBron James, the rest in peace Kobe Bryant versus other all time greats. I wonder if some of those guys who are anti LeBroners right now are still saying Patrick Mahomes played great. And Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl MVP. But when you look at it, Jimmy G, two rings. Patrick Mahomes just won. Does Jimmy I mean, G does, Jimmy G, two rings. Does Jimmy guys. G have two? Double the amount of rings as Patrick Mahomes. Does Jimmy That's G- what the Jordan slurpers are saying right now. Right, guys? If you're a Jordan slurper out there, it's got to be Jimmy G, two. Call me when you have a second one, Pat Mahomes. Does
0: Jimmy G have two? Yeah. You won two as a backup.
1: Yeah. Two-time Super Bowl champion. Call me when you get to two,
0: Pat Mahomes. I smell a meme, Joe. I smell a meme. I smell a dirty sports meme. I like that.
1: Um, No, I think Belichick wanted Jimmy G. I think if you look at the game Jimmy G had, I think, again, I said this when Tug was on the show a couple weeks ago. I think both... Of these teams, the Niners and the Patriots, currently better off if Belichick had gotten to do the deal that Belichick wanted to do, which is send Brady to the Niners, keep Jimmy Garoppolo. The Niners, the Patriots got one more Super Bowl since then. But I think, and as we said, only the Patriots are a team that can look at winning multiple Super Bowls yeah. as a game plan. Jimmy G in the system. Jimmy G plays well in relief of Tom Brady uh, during the suspension. Jimmy G, in my opinion, the ability to play within the Patriots system the way Tom Brady did, give or take, you know. And also, I think if you look at this Niners team, does this Niners team win that Super Bowl if they have Tom Brady? Mm, interesting. Interesting scenario, and that's the deal that both teams wanted to do. The Niners supposedly called about Brady, Belichick open to the idea. Only Kraft and Brady not interested.
0: Yeah. Well, fascinating stuff, and that is the episode. Much loved, everybody who listens. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. At the Dirty Sports. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Drop that iTunes review. And you will get two free koozies in the mail. Just leave your IG or Twitter handle. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. Follow me. At Andy Ruther. It'll make my day. Follow Joe. Come on, guys. Do it. At Joe Prano on
1: Instagram. At Fix Your Life on Twitter. JoPrano.com for shows.
0: Nick, where can they uh play you against Madden?
1: Bilbo what was
3: a by the way how was what was the over under on uh, Jackson Mahomes TikTok Jackson Mahomes actually at the very last second in a 24 hour span hit the over at 6 TikToks last Wow! Night. so I went the under screwed me um, just subscribe to the YouTube channel on Dirty Sports Guys we're pumping out content over there obviously Andy goes to Costco weekly segment um, and then we're doing a couple facts only we we have the content calendar just Go over there on the YouTube. You're already here right now if you're live. Uh, But if you're listening on the podcast, just go to the YouTube. Put on the post notice. And, yeah, that's all I really ask for today. Yeah,
0: here's how it's going to work. We're going to have a new Costco video out every Sunday. And new facts only starting this Friday, every Friday. All right, guys. That is the show. Much Much love for all the support. And, again, call the hotline. Give us any calls, questions. We will answer them. Have a great week, dirt balls. And, most importantly, stay Dirty.